1: Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry, so we can all stay sharp. Uh, hi, everybody. How you doing? Thanks for coming back to the show. Some of us are back open in business. I, I posted an episode of the COVID Chronicles last week, where I kind of talked about my my first few days of going back to work, and um, it's been it's been all right. Uh, it hasn't been a- as smooth as before. I don't think anybody would expect it to be smooth, uh, but it really hasn't been quite as tough as I maybe feared it was going to be. I would just say it's it's awkward and it's, uh, it's a learning experience again. So if you like new challenges and, and learning new things, this is probably going to be a great time for your career. Uh, I'm trying to look at it as a moment where I can make a lot of the changes that I've wanted to make, but uh, I just haven't been able to because we've, been doing like business at full force, and we haven't been able to slow down and enact new policies like digital release forms or a point-only system for piercing, or you know all these different things that we're all just kind of uh, adjusting to now. So, I thought a great person to have on the show this week would be Christina Blasi from the Piercing Experience in Atlanta, Georgia. It was one of the states to to open up first. They uh, they were allowed to reopen in late April so you know more than more than a month earlier than than some places uh and plenty of places still aren't open now at all uh some places on the west coast or in in other countries they might not be able to open at all for the the rest of the summer so uh talking about what we're doing to just kind of manage it you know reopening is really the the point of today so for me my my big struggle is uh with appointment only managing the client flow how much time do I need for something it hasn't really been much of a problem with overlap or anything like that but it's it's difficult uh, going into that that phase of thinking like well do I need 15 minutes 30 minutes an hour you know what what do I need so I'm starting to uh, start to close in on on a good workflow and I I think a big thing with piercers is uh, you'd be coming in and you know counterperson would be helping with paperwork or jewelry while you'd be piercing and then you'd, you'd have this uh this rotating cycle basically but now it's a lot more of like holding one client's hand through the procedure uh and and basically finishing with them and, and then they exit the studio and then the next client comes in so just trying to talk about how you manage that a big problem for me too is now that we're appointment only uh, i've been dealing with a lot of no-shows so i'm learning new systems and reminders and all that stuff i was trying to do just what we were doing for for tattooing but it's a it's a different process it's a different flow it's a different system and it's kind of a different expectation for for clientele at least in my shop at least in my area so i talked to christina about how they they manage their flow we talk about uh our perceived risks and our our personal protective equipment our protocols for the shop and cleaning and just how we manage it all so uh, it's a good conversation Uh, if you're in that phase where you're either just reopening or just about to reopen or really thinking about how you'll reopen it's going to be a good conversation for you. Uh, Christina was recently elected to the Board of Directors for the Association of Professional Piercers. Uh turns out that she'll be doing the legislative liaison role, which is really important, especially right now when we need to be able to talk to our uh, state and local governments, talk to our health departments, and try to figure out what our reopening protocols are going to be. I know for me, uh, I felt a lot better being involved in those conversations rather than just waiting for someone to make those decisions for me, so... Uh, The the legislative liaison position in the board of directors is going to be, I think, crucially important over the next year. So if you have any questions about how to talk to your state and local governments, how to talk to a local council, how to talk to a health department, reach out to the APP. Reach out to the legislative committee and uh, get some backup, get some advice. I I also want to talk about... uh, Something kind of cool that the APP is doing. You know, unfortunately, the APP had to cancel this year's uh, educational conference, and I don't think anyone is going to say that that's a bad idea right now. Uh, but what they are trying to do is, is give people, maybe not an exact replacement, but give them something else to, to focus on and, and get inspired by, get educated by. So the APP is going to be doing a series of uh, online education classes starting in mid-July. Uh, they don't have all the different uh, classes to announce just yet. I, I believe all those will be coming along uh, pretty pretty shortly. Uh, I'll be able to talk about it a little bit more over the next few weeks. I'll be part of the, uh, the educational conference, and uh, Christina will also. So we talk a little bit about it but just kind of save the date, save that space. Around mid-July, you can go ahead and check out APP social media, uh, start to get more information. There are some teaser videos on there, so you can go ahead and check that stuff out. But for now, let's just go ahead and get into this episode with APP board of director member and piercer from The Piercing Experience in Georgia, Christina Blasi. So uh, I'm
0: Christina Blasi. I'm the Uh, owner and head piercer at Piercing Experience in Atlanta, Georgia, which is one of the oldest piercing-only studios in the country. Uh, I also just assumed my position as a legislation liaison for the Association of Professional Piercers.
1: Oh, the fun position.
0: The fun position.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And importantly, who's who's your cat?
0: My cat, who you will probably hear, is Monkey. She's Monkey. about five years old, and she's very loud.
1: Very cute. Uh, so uh, there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about reopening. I want to talk about you know, how you're feeling on the board. I want to talk about stuff going on with the APP later in the summer. But uh, just first, in like the human sense, like how are you holding up?
0: It's been a really crazy year mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's been it's been that it's been so um the last few years have been a little tough for me because i had some pretty serious health issues uh, i had two major surgeries in the last two years and missed uh several months of work uh and then i uh got elected to the board of the app uh last fall the, and uh and then i was like looking forward to 2020 like, okay, things are things are on the up and up. Things are great. We're, you know, we started having record sales first part of the year. And then, as everyone knows, this pandemic
1: hit mm. us. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a pretty big and, kick in uh, the teeth for everybody.
0: Yeah. You know, and you can't really blame anyone because it's just a force of nature, you know. Right. And it's, you know, something we still need to be taken seriously because I'm sure most of us are watching watching the numbers, um, and seeing the cases and, you know, America's definitely not out of the woods on this yet. Right. Um, not even close. Not even close. Yeah. And so, there's, you know, all the talk of, of the second wave being possible. Um, or that, you know, when flu season happens that the flu is going to combine with it and, you know, make it worse. So, you know, we should, we definitely need to be cautious still.
1: Well, I think we're, I think we're seeing the second wave starting right now because of, I don't know, 20 different States, their cases are steadily on the rise. Some of them are sharply on the rise and uh, you're in Georgia, which was one of the first States to start the push for, for reopening a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And now uh, you know, it's almost like, I I sent you a, like kind of a joking message a couple of weeks ago that you're like the canary in the the mine. (laughs) And it's kind of, coming true you know georgia florida a lot of the other states that were pushing for early opening they're seeing like dramatic spikes in new cases
0: yeah georgia hasn't had a dramatic spike yet i think that's thanks in part to um, a lot of local businesses were very cautious in reopening so georgia started reopening the economy on april 24th the first businesses they allowed to reopen were close contact businesses like body arts, uh, hairstylists, uh, massage therapists, that kind of stuff. I didn't actually reopen until May 6th. Um, restaurants were the next things that they allowed to reopen. Um, as far as like, you know, restaurants were, were open for takeout, but they, they were able to start having um in-person service, mm-hmm. none of the restaurants anywhere near me uh, started in-person service when they were allowed on, on April 27th. Um, so, you know, I think that slowed our, our, our cases, you know, starting to climb um, because a lot of people kind of have, you know, were cautious about just being like, Oh, we're reopened. Like, great. Let's just act like everything's normal. Luckily, you know, people didn't do that right away. But now that it's been a month and a half plus, you know, I'm definitely seeing, you know, and and our restrictions have further um relaxed because, you know, since things didn't get, you know, get didn't get worse, then our governor has just sort of like kept his plan going and been like, oh well it's been two weeks, you know, this restriction's gone. Oh, it's been another two weeks, that restriction's gone. Um, whether things are really improving or not. And also the public's kind of, you know, I've definitely seen a lot fewer folks, you know, wearing masks in public, uh, practicing social distancing. You know, I see like if I'm driving home at night, I see the patios of the you know, restaurants in my area are packed with people and mm-hmm. um you know, the public parks are packed with people and um yeah, you know, Memorial Day weekend, you know, people were you know doing all kinds of crazy get together. So yeah, I think you know our cases started climbing again in the last couple of weeks, not dramatically yet, but uh, the two states that border us, uh, South Carolina and Florida are seeing huge increases in numbers. Yeah, And that's going kind to of trickle down into us because, mm-hmm. you know, people are, are traveling. I mean, I had a client, of course, who didn't tell me this before I pierced her, um, who just came from the Bay area. <laughs> um, last week. So people are definitely traveling and that's another thing that's going to unfortunately, you know, continue this spread of this virus. What a yeah. mess. <laughs> what a mess.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I definitely applaud you in not rushing right back to work. I've, I've seen some shops I'm, I'm trying really hard to remove my gut reaction when mm-hmm. people say that they're going back to work. You know, I see some people that, i really like and really respect and they're like yeah we're getting back to work like the first day possible and you know they're posting pictures of them working with clients with no face masks on the client or the piercer and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and it's like you know if you weren't wearing one before maybe i wasn't going to argue with with you but i think really every piercer should see it as mandatory minimum right now you got to wear a face mask you have to wear a face mask the entire time you're doing client services like for us in my studio it's a face mask and a face shield anytime you're interacting with a client. And uh, I just really hope that we don't start to see piercers or their clientele getting getting sick.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely worried about us, you know, because by definition, we are a close contact service, you know, which means we can't maintain that six foot distance that's recommended for safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a that was weird thing with Georgia is we had a shelter in place order until May 30th so uh yeah i was expecting this this uh press conference from our our governor you know on the the week before to be like okay we're you know extending precautions you know everybody stay home and instead our governor's like oh actually yeah we'll let the shelter in place stay until the 30th but you know all close contact businesses can reopen on the 24th of April. And I was like, Whoa, that totally caught me off guard. Yeah, um, I was not prepared to reopen at all. Cause I was expecting our businesses being some of the higher risk businesses to be at the end of the reopening cycle, not the beginning. So um, yeah, I, I, even if I had wanted to reopen, uh, I would not have been ready to, because I, you know, was not expecting to be in the first wave of businesses opening. I yeah, think that's so I another,
1: that's another yeah. common criticism that I would have about state and local governments is that they're really not giving people a lot of notice when they can go back to work in New Hampshire. Yeah,
0: so you're scrambling. <laughs> yeah,
1: in, in New Hampshire, we only got four business days notice mm-hmm. from what the protocols were to when we were allowed to open. Uh, I, I kind of did the same thing that you did where I gave myself probably about an extra two weeks before I started mm-hmm. like actually trying to reopen the door to clients. Um, and I, I I've only been, piercing people now for about a week. And I just, I feel like I'm offering as safe a service as I can in an age Mm -hmm. where there's just this like thing out there. um, But I just don't, I I still don't feel comfortable yet. I don't feel like I'm putting myself or my staff or my clients at risk, but it's really difficult to reconcile the The risk with um, like, do people really need to come in right now to get a, a piercing? And yeah. I think some people just want that return to normalcy and something to pamper themselves and all that stuff. But I, yeah. I really, I would, I would urge any shops if you're not open yet, or if you're just getting to that stage of reopening, like go slow and mm-hmm. just throttle, throttle your business. Don't expect to just open the door and just go back to full business as usual.
0: I would totally agree with that. Yeah. we, We definitely had some some hiccups you know even giving ourselves two weeks we you know i met with with my stuff i talked to my health department i um talked to other folks in the industry you know because you know we were so shocked like the the board of the app hadn't even completely finished our reopening recommendations yet Mm -hmm when this happened, um, it's like, all right, you know, we were, we were working on it, but we weren't done because we didn't expect any states to be reopening as uh, <laughs> this quickly. But yeah, we, we definitely had some, yeah, we, we've worked through it, but you know, I, I thought I was ready to go back to work. It's like, you know, I've been home, you know, as a single person with my, my cats for two months, it's like, Oh yeah, going back to work. That sounds great. And then, you know, the reality really started to set in of like, oh, well, hmm, what, what risks am I really taking? You right. know, I'm basically violating what the CDC is telling me to do because I have to be within six feet of people. In fact, you know, sometimes you're less than a foot from people. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, and it's like, you know, yeah. you're, you're right. Like, so before I start asking you about PPE and policies and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like, did you, did you scale back? The volume of your business, did you limit appointments? Did you limit hours or open days or anything like that? Or did you just kind of go back into your your standard business hours?
0: Yeah, we, d- we didn't have too many recommendations or requirements from the state when we reopened. But um, the requirements that they did have in place is that we only work by appointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that uh, social distancing was supposed to happen when you're not actually doing a procedure um, the guests like additional folks were not allowed in the studio um, and they recommended um, extra cleaning protocols so we definitely had to scale back what we offered because you know we couldn't have you know one person getting pierced and say someone buying jewelry at the counter at the same time mm-hmm. um, and uh, also with having to do some extra cleaning between customers um we lost uh, a couple appointment slots a day um just just for the time required to 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 do the extra cleaning between people so and not like that and not being able to overlap like normally when we operate like um our counter staff is helping someone pick out jewelry for a piercing while some while the piercer is actually performing a piercing yeah and then you know, while that second person's getting pierced, then the counter staff is helping customer number three pick out jewelry. So, you know, there's multiple people in the studio, you know, overlapping appointments, which we couldn't do anymore.
1: Sure. I I think that was kind of the, the biggest uh, adjustment for a lot of shops is you couldn't have that regular busy piercer flow. It wasn't like get them in, get them out, stack them up, rawhide, you know, all that stuff. It was like, uh, (laughs) you know, you, you open the door for one person and then it's like cradle to the grave. Like you, we can give people some amazing customer service because you're focused on them and only them. But a lot of shops aren't used to that. Myself included. Like I, I wasn't even uh, appointment only at all. Like I was just walking only for piercing for years, you know, 20 years of a business and then having to flip that switch over into appointment only. And then like having to sit down and be like, well shit, how much time do I even need for a client? Like, cause there, <laughs> there are busy days where it's like, well, I can get somebody in and out in 15 to 20 minutes. And I know I'm giving them a quality service, but it's like, but I don't have to hold their hand the whole time. You know, it's just like what you're, what you're saying is like, you know, counterstaff is walking through, you know, people through a release form. Somebody else is doing jewelry, somebody else is doing the piercing and then they're getting rung up. And it's like this constant cycle But now it's like, well, okay, one person, how much time do I actually need for one person to go through the whole process? And my soft landing is like 30 to 45 minutes per client, depending on how much stuff and and what they're getting and all that. But it's such an adjustment period because I'm not used to it at all.
0: Yeah. We operated mostly by appointment previous to this, just because of you know being a, a smaller studio with only two piercers and you know not having space for for a lot of people to be waiting in our lobby um it was just easier for us to work mostly by appointment even if it was just like oh uh okay you, you want to get pierced well um this piercer has availability in two hours or that piercer's got availability in four hours you know mm-hmm. and put you on the calendar and you know come back later um but you know that's not really, really working now. So, um, yeah, you... and well, and the other thing we we had to account for was, um, people just wanting to come in and pick up jewelry to go or aftercare or something like that to go. You know, because right. we're not we weren't supposed to have more than one per one customer in the studio at a time. You know, a lot of folks not understanding that like yeah they had to make an appointment that because we're we have to space out like how people are coming and going from the studio.
1: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of shops have had to start figuring out like a completely new business model for for mm-hmm. stuff like jewelry, you know, a lot more web shop service or a lot more just like, spending all day on your email going back and forth or Mm -hmm. doing something like a zoom consultation and like curbside pickup. And Mm -hmm. it's such a, it's such a new world of customer service. Some shops are doing awesome with it. Some shops are probably just drowning in the stress of the logistics. And I I think I'm probably more in like the latter category.
0: Yeah. It's, it's been different. It's also like customers understanding and being willing to work with you. Like we've had most folks have been great luckily, but Yeah with the stress we're dealing with already, you know, you know, working with all this extra PPE, you know, not being able to take as many people. So that's cutting into our income mm-hmm. Yeah, having to, you know, having to do all this extra cleaning. So, you know, it's just physically exhausting too. Yeah. And then like, someone's like, Oh God, I can't just, I can't just spend 20 minutes looking at jewelry right now. It's like, Oh, you've got someone else here. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You got to make an appointment for that. You know? And then the emotion pull of them, like, getting huffy about it. it's like you know look we've, we've tried to tell you guys everywhere that you have to make an appointment or everything but we did start offering um like you said uh video consultations for for things for checkups because yeah, we're not offering services on anything under the mask right now you yeah. know because we have enough cases that i don't feel comfortable having folks in the studio without a mask on so mm. yeah we can't do nostril piercings. We can't do septum piercings. We can't do any oral piercings and you know, a no lip tongue, anything like that. We're also not doing, you know, in jewelry changes or insertions on that either for the same reason. So if someone's got a problem with the nose piercing, I'm like, uh, make an appointment for video chat. You know, we'll see if we can help you out that way.
1: Yeah. Um, That's been like probably the single hardest point of all this is just even taking septums out of it, which was an important part of, I I think most piercing shops, but nostril piercings Uh, and nostril piercing jewelry changes. Mm -hmm. That's like tens of thousands of dollars for a lot of shops. And it's, it's such a hard hit. And I, again, just for, for people out there listening uh, don't take the easy road and be like, well, I need the money. So I'll, I'll skirt around protocols mm-hmm. or I'll bend or I'll make an exception. Like you really, you really have to stick to your guns on this one. Like do all the curbside pickup and, mm-hmm. you know, video consultations explaining how to change jewelry, stuff like that. But yeah. like, don't have people take off those face masks right now. It's really not worth it.
0: Unless you're in one of those very rare, rare localities where your numbers are just super, super low. Sure. Um, yeah. there, are, there are a handful of places where I've, you know, looked at the COVID statistics and I'm like, hmm. If I owned a shop in that city, right, I might change my mind. But Atlanta is definitely not that city.
1: Sure. Um. Yeah, even here, like we have, we have really low numbers, even just compared to the the neighboring states. But but still, mm-hmm. um, still not that, good enough. A, well, it's a tough spot for me because I'm I'm on you know this advisory thing for the the health department, and you know mm-hmm. they they have the ban there, and part of me is like, well, I would like the flexibility to be able to do jewelry change on a nostril if i needed Mm -hmm. to you know but it's like how hard do i really want to advocate for that because it's not just me and my shop with my protocol it's every other piercer in new hampshire and it's like do i want to tell all of them that it's perfectly safe and there's no risk and it's like i just can't i can't make myself say that right now
0: yeah and that's why the the app's recommendation right now is to really consider yeah maybe not offer those services mm-hmm. um you know and it's hard for us to, to make recommendations as an organization um you know because you know the, this outbreak is not or this pandemic is not it's not evenly distributed you know some places definitely have worse numbers some places have better numbers um so it's hard to make a blanket statement of like oh this is exactly what you should do it's like you know, you got to look at your local numbers and you got to look at what your local health department and then government is requiring you to do.
1: Yeah. So what about what about uh just trying to manage stress levels because for me we're we're only back to uh about 4 days a week, you know. So we we're doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday and even and and we're also doing reduced hours, we're only doing 12 to 6. And even then it's just it's exhausting and it's so fatiguing, not, not just to me as the owner, but like the whole staff, because they're constantly having to relearn all these different policies and all these different things and just get into the swing of it. And it's just, it's really fatiguing for anybody. So are, are you having any sort of, is it easier now that you've been at it for a few weeks or is it still, is it still challenging? Um,
0: yeah, it was, that's definitely been an issue. Um, we, we, we didn't initially cut back hours because we we were figuring that like when we looked at, um, <laughs> okay. um, when we looked at you know, how many appointments we would be offering per day ver- versus what we would normally offer, we we're like, well, oh, you know, we've got about 35, 45% less appointments. Like it should be about the same. Um, and then after a week or two, I was like, um, I, about three quarters of the way through the day, I am exhausted. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, both physically, mentally, everything. And I was like, I'm going to cut, like, let's go ahead and cut back hours during the, during the week, you know? So now instead of being open from 11 to seven, we're only open from 11 to six. Um, and then Friday's, Um, myself and my other piercer have been splitting the day. So he works half the day. I work half the day. And Saturday, you know, we, we figured out a way where we could um, space out the appointment so that we're not tripping over each other Mm -hmm. um, and and not having multiple people in the lobby at the same time. So, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean, and I think that's, that's the thing that a lot of clients don't seem to understand. They're like, aren't you glad you're back at work? I'm like, yes and no. Like it's yeah. definitely mixed bags. Like I'm I'm happy to, to know my livelihood has some security because, you know, being closed for two months was definitely a big stress. Yeah, I know. Um, and then, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not someone that's good at sitting at home and doing nothing. Like, you know, even when I was recovering from major surgery like i was <laughs> i was doing a, a bookkeeping at home with my computer when i couldn't physically work in the Nerd. studio <laughs> yeah
1: i'm i, I excel I at sitting at home doing nothing like that is my uh, my life goal is to be able uh-huh. to sit at home and do nothing and not have to feel bad about that but like during closure certainly felt bad about it and now getting back to work i'm just very not short fuse, like I'm not blowing up, but it's like, I just can't, I can't carry the weight that I was carrying before. I'm sure I'll get back into the yeah. swing of it, but uh, you know, if, if yeah. we had been closed through the summer, I, oh. I probably would have been fine with that mentally, maybe not financially, yeah. but I would wow. have been fine with that mentally.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I thought I was ready to go back to work until, until I went back and then until you went back to work. Yeah. <laughs> well, then it's like, oh no, like, you know, cause um you, you realize like you know, dealing with people like, you know, yes, you you know, you have to explain to folks like how to wear a mask properly. Um, yeah, because a lot of folks really don't understand that. And they come they they try to come into the shop with their mask like half halfway on where it's not right. really covering their,
1: their nose sticking their out nose, or something.
0: Or not, mm-hmm. yeah, their nose sticking out, or it's like barely on their face where it's, you know, got big gaps all around the side and, and you have to be right. like, hey, I hate to bug you but can you step back outside and just make sure your mask is like on your nose, you know, make sure it's, you know, covering your face, pull, you know, pull it tight, pull pull a little tighter for me. Um, or or folks like constantly touching their mask, which I understand it it is hard to get used to the feeling of having a a mask on your face. So it feels kind of itchy and uncomfortable. So it's kind of natural to want to touch it. But the problem with touching the mask is then the germs from the the mask is trying to contain are then on your hands. So it kind of defeats the purpose.
1: Um, I think as, yeah, as so body piercers like- in, in one way we're like we're primed to be able to do all the, the safety and PPE stuff ourselves, to be able to clean things yeah. and to be able to monitor ourselves. But I think also as body piercers, we're all probably having like a serious case of like eye twitch when we just mm-hmm. see like a whole world of cross contamination and it's just <laughs> so blatant right in our faces where it's just like, Oh God, just wear your goddamn mask and stop touching your face, like please. And Yeah. People just aren't used to yeah. it because they've never, that's, that's, this is a completely new thing to them.
0: They have that mentality. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's part of the mental toll and mental stress is like, you know, and, and having to be nice about it. Cause you know, part of you want, wants to kind of scream at people and be like, stop doing that. You're risking my, my life and my livelihood, you know, cause you
1: mm-hmm. can't leave your mask alone. Right.
0: Like, stop doing it. Um, but you know, you also have to understand and have compassion that these, like you said, these folks don't understand and they've never sure. had to wear a mask. Yeah. You know, so they don't. They don't know. Yeah. You know. But uh, that is part of the mental stress of that, and just the physically wearing. you know, Like I'm actually right. wearing a, a respirator um, and face shield when I'm piercing. Mm-hmm. Um, not just a not just a regular mask. Yeah, I mean, we we wore regular surgically. Re- reg- yeah, excuse me regular surgical masks to pierce for years for infection control purposes so that we didn't worry about, you know, breathing and talking when we were piercing people and any chance that germs from our mouths were getting into people's piercings. Right. But, you know, now we're, you know, mask is more of a PPE. It's protecting us and the person getting pierced. Um, So we're wearing, you know, higher grade uh, KN95 respirators when we were piercing, which, is very uncomfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then you put a breathe. face shield on top of that.
1: It doesn't, mm-hmm. certainly doesn't make it any easier.
0: Yeah. It's, it's hot. It's hard to breathe. It's, it's hard to talk. you you sound muffled and I'm not the, the loudest person. So like, I'm really having to, to shout at people when I'm piercing. So I feel like I've been, yeah, I feel like I've been at, at conference in Vegas, you know, at the bar yelling at people all night by the end mm. of the day. Um, So So
1: another, another big complication that I've been having is just switching, switching to appointments in my, in my studio, we were appointments for tattoos, walk-ins for piercing. Mm -hmm. So tattoos, Mm -hmm. we had, we had a system. It was like, you know, you come in for your consultation and then you put down a deposit that holds your tattoo time and it worked really well. Yeah. with body piercing uh most of the time you don't have a completely separate consultation visit mm-hmm. and right now we're we're not supposed to have consultation visits anyway we're supposed to do those online so uh i've just been having no shows and like you know I, the yeah. other day i had four no shows in one day and it was just mm-hmm. so frustrating i reached out to a couple people you know yourself included just to ask uh-huh. what what your system is so Talk a little bit about your system for how someone makes an appointment. Are they doing any sort of a deposit? Are they just getting like reminder notifications? Like how are you, how are you getting people to show up for their appointments?
0: Yeah. Luckily, like I said, we had started taking appointments probably five or six years ago now, if not a little longer than that. And definitely when we first started it, because, you know, it wasn't something people expected. Um, yeah, we were the only piercing studio in town that was even offering appointments. You know, there was definitely some hurdles and, you know, folks would make appointments and not show up or show up really late or, um, you know, not have proper paperwork when they came in or something like that. So, you know, luckily we had a few years to, to kind of work out the kinks with this. But yeah, for, for us, we do all of our booking uh, online through a, a commercially- developed online booking system that has people, you know, select what piercing they want, enter their personal info, and they actually have to fill out um, a form to agree to our appointment terms before they're able to book the appointment. And we don't take deposits up front, but we do require valid credit card information. Mm -hmm. So if someone doesn't show up uh, for their appointment, we can charge them a cancellation fee. Right.
1: So Um, what's your policy on that? Like, you know, people can reschedule with 24 hours notice, 48 hours notice, or, and then if not, they get the the cancellation fee. Like what are your, what are your policies when it comes to that kind of stuff?
0: Yeah. We, we used to be a little more liberal, but, but with, with all the restrictions and how much our, our capacity for appointments was reduced, we did have to get a little more strict on that, but Mm -hmm. um, we allow people to, to, cancel or reschedule up to the close of business the day before their appointment. So, um, you know, if you have a Saturday appointment, you have until 8 PM on Friday to call us and be like, Oh no, I can't come. And then we'll just cancel no questions asked. Um, And we do require people to arrive within five minutes of their appointment time too. Um, Because with all these restrictions, if someone's later than that, then they're screwing, they're, they're, totally throwing off the rest of our appointments after that and we're right. scrambling and that's, yeah, not a
1: lot of, not a lot of uh, extra margins for time. these
0: Yeah. Days. Whereas normally we get people 10 to 15 minutes to show up. Um, you know, we had to, we had to cut back on that. Um, you know, and if, if something catastrophic happens, you know, someone calls us and says they get in a car accident or, you know, has a, a, a legitimate reason for for not being able to come in. Of course, we're gonna be compassionate and and allow them to cancel. But mm-hmm. you know, the problem is if someone cancels at the last minute, you know, because we can't even ha- we don't we're not even supposed to be having people wait outside the shop. We're we're supposed to be having people wait in their cars for their appointments. Um, you know, uh, if the, someone doesn't show up for their appointment, yeah, you know, that's that's income that we're not making. Yeah, you know, that's literally money out of our pocket. Yeah, and that's not something we can really we can, we can't bear that, that responsibility right now.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping that I can, I hope I'm hoping that I can dial it in the system Mm -hmm. that I'm using. They get, you know, once they book the appointment, they get an email that says, Mm -hmm. okay, these are all the policies. When you show up, you have to wear a face mask. You can't bring a Mm -hmm. guest, you know, this, that, and whatever. And then, uh, they get, they get a text reminder i think uh-huh. 2 days before the appointment or something like that uh-huh. but that that wasn't even enough so now i'm i'm also having my counter staff call everyone with one day notice and be like just confirm we have you down for 315 tomorrow <laughs> Because like, really, if, if we're only open six hours and I'm doing a half an hour each, that's, let's say a maximum of 10 to 12 clients that I can service in one day. Though, yeah. so if a couple of them don't show up, that's just such a huge financial hit is like, as far as percentage wise for what I can earn in a day. And right now it's like, I can't, I can't have that. Like I have to be able to manage my time efficiently right now.
0: Yeah. And you know. And it, it's, it's sucks to have to, you know, charge people a fee if they're just running late, but yeah, we've had to do it to a few folks. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm going to be like 20 minutes late. It's like, I can't, I can't, you know, yeah. I can't take care of you. Cause I got someone coming in right after you.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I think that's going to be, you know, everybody throws around the term, the new normal. I think that's yeah. going to be part of the new normal. Yeah. People are just going to have to realize that w- with such limited availability and mm-hmm. all these protocols, like you can't fart around. If you have an appointment, you need to honor that appointment and be on time. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and the other thing I explain to folks when, if they, they get upset about it is it's standard practice and just about every other service industry to charge a cancellation fee. If you cancel the same day, mm-hmm. you know, massage therapists, hairstylists, doctors, counselors, everybody like that does the sure. same thing for the same reason. Cause you know, they're expecting that income. And you know you're not holding up your end of the bargain by showing up and and getting your service.
1: Yeah, everything sucks. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: well, one one thing I wanted to talk about, which is kind of like something cool to look forward to, uh, and you know, now that you're big time bona fide APP board member, uh, <laughs> there's there's some APP online education stuff coming up this summer, right?
0: Yes, you know, since we had to cancel conference for everybody's safety um we you know we're trying to put something together to to still give people some kind of educational experience definitely not trying to replace conference in any way because that's certainly not something that we can do over zoom that's for sure
1: oh yeah you'd never um, be able to replace it but i mean just yeah. giving giving people something to like Stay motivated on because you know that was such a, a a big moment for everybody's year as a body piercer. That you know, giving them giving them something, giving them a class, keeping them educated, keeping them inspired is is an important thing to do.
0: Exactly. Well, and you know, it's something most most professions do is you know have continuing education, making sure you know everybody's on the same page on standards and and best practices and how best to do handle things. So, you know, we want to make sure that folks are still getting that that education that they need to to be the best piercer they can be. Um, and, you know, we're trying to do a couple of like fun things too, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been, you know, the board and, and everyone who's instructing has definitely kind of had to be like, Oh no, um, <laughs> we, we were supposed to do this in-person thing and now we've got to figure out a, a another way to do it. Um, you know, luckily there's all these, platforms like Zoom that we've used for uh, other online webinars that the app has hosted. Um so we're gonna adapt that for some classes. Um we're also going to do some pre-recorded classes and host those on Litmos, which uh is what we've used for our online um bloodborne pathogens class for a couple of years. So um that'll be good. The other thing we're gonna be doing is the the live webinars we're actually going to record and um allow people to uh purchase those on on uh on Litmos as pre-recorded classes later
1: that's great uh am i even if
0: yeah i was gonna say even if folks can't uh, attend the the live um the live webinars you know for time reasons or whatever um they'll still be able to access those pre-recorded classes
1: yeah. I mean, on demand After is really going to be the future of this kind of stuff. Anyway, being able yeah. to do it live is, is cool as a, like mm-hmm. a communal experience. But um, every, every time I've taught a class, there's always been someone who said like, Oh, I'd, I'd like to take it, but I have to work or I have this appointment or I have something with like my
0: that. That something. particular date or time doesn't work for you.
1: Sure. Yeah. And a, a huge thing that, you know, we've all kind of discovered once we've been getting into this online education space mm-hmm. is it's not just, North America, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's people all across the whole world. So you're dealing with all these different time zones where it just, it, it's not realistic to only offer it live.
0: Exactly. Um, well, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that having this online um, education is going to allow, you know, folks that couldn't afford to travel to Vegas for conference, you know, that, that now they only have to uh, sign up for, you know, whatever classes they want to take and take, you know, take those, yeah, that that's going to allow a lot, you know, a reach to really expand on education for that.
1: <sighs> am I uh, am I allowed to am I allowed to say that I'm doing a class?
0: Sure, I'm
1: doing I'm doing a class. Yay!
0: Yeah, I'm Yay. doing two classes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you? Oh well, okay. Let well, we'll, well, let's leave yeah. the subjects. I'm for doing stuff.
0: Yeah, but yeah, we're still working out. We're still getting all of our. our we we the curriculum committee is 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 get, getting ready to. uh review everyone's presentations because you know we want to make sure that what we share is factual and um you know really a good representation but yeah mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a good lineup you know of course yeah like i said it's because we're not replacing conference it's not gonna be the same number of classes as as w- would happen in conference um yeah so we had to scale things back but you know should be a lot more affordable for people because we're not having to do you know we're not having to do the, the expense of, of an in-person conference, you know, pe- folks sure. aren't having to to travel they're not having to stay in a hotel room and pay for all the meals. So hopefully it's, it's going to be a lot more accessible to people.
1: Yeah. And, and just, you know, from what I've, what I've heard about the content, I think it's going to be a great selection of content. I think it'll be entertaining, yeah. but it also yeah. engage too.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the goal. I mean, you know, it's definitely tough because like I said, it's kind of like, Oh, Conference got canceled. Oh no, what are we going (laughs) to do? We don't really have much time to figure it out, you know, because I think a lot of people don't realize that, I mean, conference for this year started getting planned right after conference last year. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we don't have the luxury of, um, yeah, you know, taking a, like a whole year to plan this thing. It's like, Oh no, we have six weeks. Let's do, let's get something together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's tough. It's tight. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working on something with Lola and we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're honing in on it and we're getting it closer and uh, yeah. we'll be able to make the deadline, but probably like just make the deadline.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's definitely like one, I'm one of the few people I think that's, well, you're back at work now, but you know, I've been back at work for a month. So I know meeting with the board, everyone's like, oh yeah, you're back at work. I'm like, yeah, I've been back. I'm back at work. (laughs) Hold on. I'll call you in a couple hours when I'm done with work. Um,
1: So what's your, what's your board experience been so far? Because it's definitely different (laughs) than what my board experience was. You know, it's, it's very much like separated from a lot of the (laughs) <laughs> the communal side of it, the the in-person meetings and all that stuff. I, I'm sure that you're all experts at like zoom and Google Hangouts at this point, but oh, yeah. what's, what's uh, your board experience been like so far?
0: It's been crazy. So we were supposed to have our initial training meeting at the end of March. So that got canceled, obviously. <laughs> um, so we we got to do that through through uh Google Hangouts all day. You know, it's been it's been weird and and um you know, we also the incoming members um sort of got to asked to help out, you know, with all this this you know, stuff going on with the pandemic and and folks closing down and recommendations for um for operating safely, and uh, you know, conference getting canceled, so like we you know we were involved before we were if, had officially, you know, taken our positions. Like obviously, like our our voices didn't count as much as the folks that were, um, yeah, you know, sworn in on the board at the time. But uh, you know, well, I mean, think,
1: I, I think your voices definitely was, counted. Yeah. You know maybe but you we weren't the official. Yeah,
0: we won't. Yeah, exactly. We weren't a, an official vote yet. Yeah. Um. So. It was it kind of felt like, you know, getting thrown into the, the deep end there. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> Think or swim. Sure,
0: I'll help out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was interesting. And then normally we would assume our positions, um, at conference. Um, but since conference wasn't happening, um, we decided to go ahead and make the change over, you know, let the the outgoing members leave and the new members, my, myself, I guess myself, Pablo, Brian is reelected. And then Luis coming in to assume our positions, um, early, you know, we just had a, another, um, Google hangout meeting to make, make that official, um, (laughs) And we got to do that early since we weren't waiting for, for an in-person meeting and conference. But it's been kind of strange because, you know, I got all excited about, you know, going to my first board meeting in person and you know, going to, to see San Antonio, which I had never seen in person and see folks I hadn't seen since, you know, last year's conference or, or camp. And, and it's like, oh, I guess we're just going to video chat all day. <laughs> mm. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no conference. Oh, no camp. No, no in-person meetings. Um, but it, I think, you know, it's made people a little more willing to have more frequent meetings like that are a little less formal, you know, do, do a quick zoom, hangout, do a quick Google hangout, you know, um, get, you know, get business taken care of. And of course, you know, all of us were out of work for a while too, which made it, <laughs> made it strange. Cause it's like, yeah, I wasn't working at work, but. I was dealing with all this board stuff instead. So
1: Sure. Yeah, you didn't really have the like I don't want to use the term vacation because that's definitely <laughs> not what it was, but you didn't you you probably no. didn't get as much downtime as other people got.
0: No. Yeah, because there was we were doing a lot of behind the scenes work, you know, like I said, trying to get us new board members trained, trying to trying to take care of the conference situation, trying to make sure that yeah everybody knew what, what was going on with the pandemic so there was definitely a lot of work happening behind the scenes
1: well i certainly hope that uh once once this is behind us uh mm-hmm. whenever, whenever that will be uh i hope that you can mm-hmm. really get those experiences back because i that was that was a really fulfilling part for being mm-hmm. on the board for me is like being able to have that fellowship of just mm-hmm. getting together Everybody sharing a house for a weekend and just hanging out in their pajamas and talking about piercing and going out for dinner at the end of the day. Uh Like that was, that was all fantastic. It made all of the, all of the work Uh totally worth it because of all like the, the fellowship and conversations you got to have. And I really hope that you guys get to, to catch up on some of that.
0: Yeah. You know, at some point, you know, with, with any luck, you know this pandemic will be over or or in control enough that we can we can safely do that yeah it was yeah. definitely a bummer to be like oh all of these in-person things are gone this year oh
1: well, <laughs> yeah i think gotta... especially when
0: camp got canceled that was what that was when it was real when it's like oh october we're already canceling things for october but yeah. now i'm like yeah i'm glad we canceled that for october. it was smart yeah
1: it was definitely safe. smart <laughs> you know, all those people that criticized <laughs> uh, like, uh, Oh, you canceled conference too late. And it's like, no, you just don't understand the process that it takes to cancel yeah. it. So it's like, if you're going through that whole process for conference, you might as well just do the process for camp too, because mm-hmm. even if, even if it could have gone forward, you're going to have so many people dropping out because they just don't feel comfortable. They just don't feel ready or, or folks we, are out of work or, work yeah, or they're out, out of work. Money. They can't afford to do yeah. that trip. Or, you know, yeah. we get that second, that second wave of outbreaks, where then you have to cancel it late and like you know lose out on the deposit and lose out on flights or whatever complications. Yeah. Come so it yeah. was it was a smart move.
0: It was. I know I'm gonna have I have lots of flight credits for next yeah, year or whatever sure. it's safe to make. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do too. <laughs> you know it hasn't been terrible <laughs>
1: for me. I do have a few, um, mm-hmm. but it's really like the the biggest thing for me is like I can't I can't go see Lola and Lola yeah. can't come see me. So it's like. Yeah. it's it's huh. it's difficult having a long distance relationship with someone who's on a completely different continent and like you're not legally allowed to go near each other yeah it's a little yeah, that's got to be tough yes
0: it well is. and you you travel so, so much too i'm sure it's just weird for you to be in in nashua for <laughs> well <laughs> it, it was weird for the first travel. couple of
1: weeks it yeah. was weird for the first couple of weeks now it's like yeah whatever you know Um, I'll get back to it eventually. It's not the end of the world. Hopefully it's not the end of the world, but, um, yeah, I've, I've gotten very used to being at home. I've gotten in a lot of call of duty time and a lot of Netflix time. So, uh, I've gotten in like almost zero exercise because I'm just like a human blob now, Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm adjusting to the new life.
0: Yeah. I, I started being good about exercise and then I got to the point where I wasn't comfortable like exercising like out in my neighborhood because people wouldn't respect social distancing at a certain mm-hmm. point yeah but I I, I became home, home improvement queen I did all kinds of uh landscaping and all the all my to-do list stuff for my house like when I, I wasn't did not on board stuff I was doing
1: I did 0 <laughs> I've been like washing my dishes and washing my laundry and other than that like my house has fallen apart
0: yeah yeah uh, I didn't realize like like yeah, it was very strange the first few weeks being home all day and eating all three or four meals at home. Like how many dishes you make.
1: I know it's that absurd.
0: Was yeah.
1: <laughs> well, at least you have a cat somebody to keep yep. company.
0: Yeah. It's a very loud, obnoxious cat and kale keeps making fun of me. Cause she always, she always shows up when I'm on video chats with kale, <laughs> but you know, kale has to comment about any cat she sees. So that's cool.
1: Crazy. You crazy cat people. Yeah. Yep. All right. That well, that's probably a good place to start winding it down. Yeah. Um, uh, man. Yeah. I'm going into work tomorrow and I don't, you know, it, it's like, I, so I, I, I want to go back to work because that's like, that's what I've done for more than half my life. But at the same time, it's just like, yeah, I don't want to go to work. I just want to be home.
0: Yeah, no, I. It's, it's been a struggle for me too. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: ugh. Well, best of luck to you. And, yeah. you know, let's, let's keep yeah, checking in yeah. on each other and you can give me your, your wisdom from what you've learned by being open longer. And I can complain about my, my, <laughs> my, my struggles and trying to get people to show up for their appointments.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's funny how like everyone seems to have their own little, little like niche of the struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, my clients are doing fine with, you know, this one thing, but yeah, they're doing terrible at this. And someone else is like, Oh, my clients are are doing that. Okay. But they cannot do this. Right. And you're like, sure.
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Everyone's got their own or sometimes it's like one week. It's like, Oh, everyone shows up on time and it's great, but nobody can get their mask on, you know? Yeah. And then the next week it's like, Oh, a master fine, but no one can show up on time. Like, yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm just hoping that some like horrible thing doesn't happen in July, you know, because it's like every month it's like a new terrible thing happens. And I just like we need a win. We need a win. We need one good month where like just nothing blows up, catches on fire, no more tragedies, like just like let's just give us a win.
0: Mm, yeah, or or just like I would I would even be happy with not just I don't even want to win, just just a, a no not more a tragedy lost. month. Right. Not a lot. Yeah. You know, I'll take just not a loss. Yeah. No, no more. Just, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, hang in there.
0: Yeah. You too, man. It's okay. it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, give my best to uh, Arthur and Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any uh, <laughs> any sort of social media stuff you want to point people towards? Any sort of app, websites, or anything you want you want to drive people towards?
0: Oh, let's see. So, um, I don't really do too much personal social media, but for piercing experience, everything is piercing exp. Um, we have Instagram and Facebook. Um, yeah, app. We're definitely. We're going to have some, some cool stuff coming out. So stay tuned. It's just not quite there yet. It's going to be quite good. There yet.
1: Well, I'll make sure I, I
0: uh-huh.
1: harass everybody and make sure they all know it on the show.
0: <laughs> all right. I appreciate it.
1: Alrighty. Well, it was good talking to you. Have a good night and uh, we'll talk again soon.
0: Awesome. Sounds good, Ryan.
1: All right. And uh, good night to monkey.
0: Yes. Bye, monkey.
1: All right. Talk to you
0: later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>
1: All right. Thanks for talking to me, Christina. Best of luck with your work on the APP's Board of Directors. And uh, just a reminder for everybody out there, try to check out the uh, the APP's online education curriculum coming in uh, mid-July this year. So that should be pretty fun. I've been, I've been trying to work on my education stuff personally. I did uh, a Bevel Theory webinar the other week, and I think it went really well. Uh, I also did a bonus sales technique class and I've gotten some really nice feedback. People said that they've enacted the stuff that I, that I talked about in the class and they've been having great sales and that, that really makes me feel good about it because it was a big struggle for me too. So uh, when, you're, when you're learning new things in classes like this, don't feel like you have to be perfect at it overnight. You know, it's, it's hard work and it's practice to get into it. Some of my online education, some of my webinars are available on my Patreon page. Um, I recently put up uh, a short bevel theory uh, video, kind of a workshop showing some different exercises you can use. I really like to use banana skins to demonstrate bevel theory. Uh, it's not going to be quite the same as piercing a live customer, but it's definitely going to be better than piercing like rubber or foam or or paper or cardboard, something like that. It really shows you more of a, a dynamic uh, impact that the needle would have on uh, flesh, for for you know, lack of a better term. Uh, and I've got a, a, a good bevel theory workshop available at uh, patreon.com ryanpba right now Go ahead and check that out I don't think I'll be able to put the, the full bevel theory on there It's really something that requires uh, interaction I really have to be able to talk to people So again, with the technique stuff, I don't really feel comfortable putting that on Patreon Because it needs context, it needs explanation uh, And I need to be able to, to hear people's questions So I can kind of tailor the information to, to them and their skill set and, and their interest, but uh, I do have plenty of other stuff available on Patreon. I've got my anatomy class, bedside manner, uh, studio growth strategies. I've got an uh, an episode of Thunderdome, which has a bunch of different things, including um, how I pierce uh, septums with with clamps. It's not exactly instructional. It's really just a, the same kind of video that you would be able to see on on YouTube. But I'm kind of explaining uh, the whys, not really necessarily the hows. Uh, I've also got some scarification lectures on there. Again, they're not technique. I'm not going to talk about how to perform scarification on something like a a video, but I do talk about uh, some of the history, uh, some of how I got into it, some of the, the lessons that I've learned about healing, things like that. So if you're interested in all these things... You can find a lot of great information on those videos. And I I do plan on posting lots more in the future. Maybe I'll even put that sales technique class up on the Patreon page. But again, go ahead and check it out. Patreon.com slash RyanPBA. All that stuff is on the $15 a month Archmage tier. Uh, Just as a heads up, because I, I wasn't really fully aware of it, but the way Patreon charges people... It's kind of the same way that I get charged for some of my like uh, wrestling video on demand subscriptions. You get charged on the the first of every month. So if you sign up on the the 15th of the month, you'll get charged that first day you sign up, but then you'll also get charged again on the first. So I don't know if you want to wait until the the first of the next month to get a a full month out of it, but I'm trying to put up regular content, give you a reason to to keep your subscription on there for for more than just one month, watch all the videos and be gone. I'm putting up new stuff up there. Uh, Usually every two to three weeks I, I put a new video on there, and I'm talking like long form videos like hour long full classes on there so uh, i definitely look forward to expanding that i would like to hear back from uh, the people that are following me on on patreon give me an idea of what you want me to talk about again i'm not really going to do blatant technique stuff on there i don't feel comfortable with that that's going to be like my private webinar so that can be one on one or there can be group interaction and questions but I've got a lot of other ideas. I've got a lot of a lot of other material that I've accumulated and created over the years, and I'm happy to uh, start to kind of trickle that out a little bit as I can get it prepared. But I want to make a couple of thank yous. Uh, as far as the Patreon goes, you know, it started with uh, just a way to help support this podcast. You know, give me some dollars to uh, to help cover expenses and, and blah blah blah. But uh, now it's really kind of developing into more of my, you know, body art education kind of thing. So I wanted to do a couple of thank yous for some of the people that have signed up to the Archmage tier recently. I'm not going to do last names just because of privacy reasons, but uh, let me just give some some thanks to uh, Jeff L, uh, to Damian, to uh, IYN. I'm not exactly sure how you would pronounce that name, so I don't want to try and, and screw it up. Okay, I'm going to try. Uh, IYN. How's that? Uh, uh, it's probably extremely wrong though. Uh, Sarah G, uh, Malini, Joey E, Jenny T, Ellen H, or Elen H. Uh, I met this person in Sweden, so forgive me if uh, my American pronunciation is lacking. Uh, James S, Sarah 13, uh, and Megan P so thank you very much to everyone who's been supporting me on patreon Uh, it's it's really cool to see that people are are that engaged where they would want to do something like that so i really want to make sure that you have good content so let me know what you're interested in uh keep in mind that if you sign up on patreon in any of the tiers you get early access to all the different podcast episodes if i ever do uh free webinars uh you'll get early access to the invite codes for those and just you know little bits of behind the scenes info here and there too so thank you very much to everyone listening to the show. Thank you to every, uh, every person who's been supporting me on Patreon. And I'll be back next week with another episode for you. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like piercingwizardpodcast Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show Copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.